from Manhattan Associates, this is Nucleus of Innovation, the retail and supply chain podcast where we tackle some of the most important topics in the industry and learn how leaders are managing their supply chain challenges every day. I'm your host, Chris Shaw. Transportation is the connective tissue of the supply chain, and to say it has been stressed over the past four or five months would be quite the understatement. Not surprisingly, industries like pharma and grocery are in the headlines, but other industries are strained as well. And one topic around transportation management that never seems to go away is visibility. It seems we've been chasing improved visibility for more than a decade. But is it more important now than ever? Or is there just more focus and urgency around the topic today? To find out, we're joined by Greg Lanyard, a transportation product leader at Manhattan Associates, and Namesh Patel, a director at Forkites, a company that specializes in freight tracking and transportation visibility. Welcome to you both. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Namesh, can you help us understand why visibility is so important for shippers and transportation providers, and perhaps why it's been so elusive in the past? Yeah, sure, Chris. Uh, and again, thanks for having me on this podcast. I think visibility has always been important, but what's changed is the level of visibility. Customer expectations are now higher and, and thus a bar has been raised. I would say traditionally visibility within the logistics space at least was defined as knowing when product was picked up or when it was delivered. Uh, and that was always more of a reactive state of mind. Updates weren't real time. And in fact, they were often wrong. And even worse, shippers would sometimes receive a delivered message a day after it was actually delivered, which is defeating the purpose. Now, real-time visibility allows shippers, 3PLs, uh, carriers to plan, forecast, and dynamically adjust their operations throughout the supply chain by knowing exactly when loads are arriving and, and which loads are at risk. In terms of why it's been so elusive, uh, in my opinion, has typically probably been due to dated supply chain solutions, uh, older technology, maybe a lack of a strong shipper carry relationship, and and as we all know, change management. Uh, going back to how the bar has been raised, visibility includes being predictive and prescriptive with the data. That means, um, you know, I'll give you an example. Actually, I was at a table for a conference once, and someone said, "Well, what is a real ROI?" by knowing the ETA. If my load is late, it's late. There's nothing you can do to get there on time, which is true. Um, you can't force a driver to speed up or ignore hours of service rules, but there's a lot you can do to drive savings short-term and long-term, and more importantly, still maintain better customer service levels. So I would say real visibility starts when the carrier is on the way to the pickup versus after the pickup is complete. It includes uh, being able to prescribe recommendations on how to fix the issue, such as maybe suggesting a team driver uh, if you know the single driver can't make the load. Um, and you have to do that in advance. It um, means under, you know, under finding the underlying cause so that shippers can prevent the issues from happening in the future. Using another real kind of story, uh, a shipper was explaining once to us, uh, embarrassingly enough, that they had a load leaving from south of Atlanta that always was late to deliver. And they, and they just didn't know why. They implemented visibility and with the analytics, it was a simple reason as, well, the load was leaving at 8 a.m. and fighting downtown morning traffic. And as a, a fellow Atlanta resident, everyone knows you avoid the connector in the morning as much as possible. But the point is a customer had no idea that was a reason until they had the data to prove it, even an obvious reason as that. Uh, the last point maybe I'll make here is that the importance of visibility uh, is related to the commonly used phrase, we don't know what we don't know. 
uh, Forkites is fortunate enough to have vast amounts of information regarding our customer transportation network. So we've learned that there's a lot of opportunity for our customers to collaborate with one another that's typically been a black box. For example, as a shipper with a private fleet, if I can find out that another shipper is hauling the reverse lane on the same frequency, I love to know that because then we could work together and reduce our empty miles. Or if I have prepaid suppliers using the same visibility platform as me, well, then I can, uh, you know, I'd love to maybe request that visibility from them so I can improve my inbound receiving operation. So I know that was a long-winded response, but hopefully that answers your question. Absolutely. So more visibility equals more agility. For sure, that's a focus that shippers have had. Has anything changed in the past five months to change that focus? Is visibility still top of goal for shippers, even coming out of the pandemic? Uh, definitely. I think, it, you know, this pandemic um, made us realize that we never know what's, you know, going to come next year or in the next month or so. Uh, I forgot the exact numbers, but in the first few months after, you know, COVID-19 became more prevalent here in the U.S., uh, we as Forkite saw the number of new users accessing our platform more than double. Some of this was tied to the retail and food, food and bev industry, right? Needing this visibility to make sure the product was on the shelves as we all saw this influx of rush consumers trying to get everything they could. The other portion was due to a lot of, a lot of the COVID-19 related programs Forkite was providing free of charge to customers to help kind of get um, all these shippers and, and, and customers through these tough times. Uh, one of the examples was we made a publicly accessible border and port congestion map which the goal was to display global impacts and delays as you move goods from one country to another. Cause as you know, we're all trying to limit how much the virus is spreading, you know, that impact the supply chain and, and slow down uh, the time it took to, uh, for product to cross borders. Uh, something else that we re more recently um, released kind of around COVID was similar to how retailers are avoiding cash transactions and performing credit card, shippers are also seeing the need for touchless transactions between drivers and receiving clerks. So thus requiring apps that support electronic bill of ladings or electronic proof of delivery. Fast forward to now, you know, five or six months later, I think, you know, shippers are realizing importance of having a sophisticated, flex flexible TMS and, and visibility and, and a full end-to-end -end supply chain platform. Uh, again, and now we're experiencing hurricanes, right? Not that hurricanes are new, um, but where they're going to hit and the impact they're having the supply chain is always a toss-up. And especially, again, to add on, you know, everything 2020 has been through, you know, we saw the number of storms coming through that we fell into the Greek alphabet. So, you know, back to my point, visibility uh, tools that can look at weather data that can then let, let TMS know how to reroute and replan um, ahead of time versus, you know, again, more reactive. Okay, Greg, let's dig a little deeper into what Namesh is talking about there. Visibility is a critical building block of a viable transportation network, but what it enables is another level of optimization, right? Something that is probably more valuable now than ever before, the ability to model and predict. Yeah, that's right, Chris. So to piggyback, you know, a little bit of what Nimesh, you know, said, uh, both the definition and the expectations for visibility really have changed. And as the technology and as connectivity have improved, so has the data, right? So Nimesh mentioned, right, that this information is being used more uh, than just for arrival and departure notifications today. It, 
dynamic planning and optimization, or you know what we think of in the TMS world as the the process of generating a daily transportation plan, it itself you know it, it's improved because better data translates to better system input, which then results in better system output. So you can think of it as continuously improving your transportation plan because you'll be smarter tomorrow based on the information that you're gathering today. And that information can be accumulated to provide better inputs each and every iteration of that plan. And we see this being applied really in a few different ways uh, out in our customer base. One example is solving the the common problems that we have with inbound transportation. Uh, This has always been a challenging area for many industries uh, because there's just plainly a lack of visibility. Uh, we don't always know what's coming, where it's coming from, um, and, and that leads to you know obvious you know challenges. So that challenge manifests itself with bottlenecks in the yard and the receiving process, um, from carrier detention and, and suboptimal labor management planning in the warehouse. But ultimately, the lack of visibility on the supply side will have a negative impact on how you optimize the delivery side. So logically, companies are starting to utilize data better for more optimal planning. And you you can also think of it similar to the airline booking process, right? When I'm booking a flight, uh, I look at the departure times. I I look at the on-time percentage for each flight. Uh, You also see the stops and the total transit time for any of the options you're looking at. And this is very synonymous to the freight world when we think about departure times for for shipment. And, And you mentioned this. Um, but what's the impact of departing at 9 a.m. versus 12 p.m. on a given lane? When does the route take me through rush hour traffic? Or, uh, you know, what is the, the traffic impact on optimization? And, and that then has an impact on transit time. And that transit time could differ by day of the week and even the time of the day. So the question is, you know, how much could I save or improve my service levels by leaving at different times, by decreasing my transit times? And potentially allowing me to add another order or, or another stop on a shipment if I do it right, um, versus having to create you know a, a secondary shipment, which would inc- of course increase my costs. Um, so also you know one last thought you know what impact does you know any of that have on my stores or my deliveries at a DC? At the end of the day, it, it's really all about continuously improving the flow of goods minimizing miles and, and reducing the number of trucks on the road. And that's where the data comes to uh, together to help with better planning. Okay, Greg. Well, once we have visibility into transport and shipment, which we've talked about, and we're optimizing routes and, and doing that optimization and that planning of, of delivery, what's next? What, what's that next place that those listening are going to want to see more in the transportation network? Yeah, there's always, you know, continuous improvement in, in the common areas that we think of for inbound and outbound transportation. But what's interesting to me is that when most people think about supply chain management, they, they focus on the supply side and the delivery side or what's coming in and out of a warehouse or a DC and those operations. And that's you know the transportation side of that. But, but there's a critical link that doesn't get much airtime and, and it really is what happens in and around the yard. There hasn't been the same level of emphasis on the yard as there has been in transportation and warehouse management systems, namely because you know I think it's harder to attach ROI to you know that component. But I see this as being the next logical focus for companies to improve 
their overall supply chain operations because what's happening inside that yard impacts cost, service, and optimization. And that, you know, has really been brought to light over the last few months, uh, you know, with this pandemic, um, because there's so many things that are being impacted by that yard aspect. And that includes things like the check-in and check-out procedures, um, you know, providing better visibility to who and what's arriving, uh, improving automation of the handoffs that happen, including paperless exchanges, like, uh, again, Emish mentioned, like the EBOLs. There's appointment scheduling efficiencies. Uh, also, you can think about things like the dwell time, you know, which has an impact on the overall end-to-end transit time of getting product you know, from point A to point B. You've got detention charges, you know, that impact bottom line costs. All of these things are, you know, yard related that better visibility, you know, can help you enhance and improve. So as we optimize and refine the supply chain and that easy low hanging fruit begins to be eliminated, sounds like leading shippers are going to be looking at areas like yard management for that next advantage. Nimesh, what kinds of visibility are you guys looking at when it comes to things like the yard? Yeah, so, and, and Greg's right, yard management and appointment management have kind of always fallen in that gray area of who owns it, right? And and it's sometimes been considered as an op- afterthought, even though they play a crucial part in connecting ATMS and NWMS. From a visibility perspective, um, having a direct link of your dynamic ETAs to your appointment system will allow warehouses and transportation planners to understand which appointments might be missed and what needs to be rescheduled in real time so that labor knows what to focus on. So if I expected a load to come at a certain time, but it's not arriving, let me go ahead and quickly start staging another trailer because I don't want to just waste uh, 30 minutes here. Uh, so there's a lot of efficiencies around that. Uh, a linking visibility to the yard also isn't just about benefiting the shipper. Carriers are going to love it too. No driver wants to be wasting time fumbling through the check-in process or waiting in the yard for a dock to open. For carriers, creating detention fines isn't a profitable business. It's making sure that the driver is on the road hauling freight, and that's where the money is for them. And that's how to become a shipper of choice. So going back, visibility can alert the appropriate users at the DC when a shipment is close by. Uh, so all the functions that whether it's a yard jockey, uh, whether it's a gate check-in, whether it's receiving clerk, they can all start preparing and understand what do I need to do based on my incoming loads or, or trailers picking up outbound loads. Um, so I truly believe all this real-time information will better enable forecasting, not just within the four walls, but within the gate. All right, last question, and I'm going to let both of you weigh in on this one. What's next? Beyond visibility, what are the things that are keeping shippers and distributors, manufacturers and merchants up at night? Namesh, you can go first. <laughs> I, I wish we all had a, a magic eight ball to tell us uh, so we can go ahead and plan. But, um, you know, for me, what's next? Uh, you know, again, going back, I think it's a safe assumption. No one, none of us predicted something like COVID or the impact it have. So we're starting to think of what do we do for the thing that we don't know what's coming. Um, as technology providers, as thought leaders, as supply chain professionals, we should be investing into new and innovative ways to really bulletproof the supply chain uh, and get prepared for any future pandemic or, or disruption in supply chain. Uh, one example is, you know, we all know how COVID shortened the timeline for retailers moving to an omni-channel e-commerce model. 
uh, more and more consumers are taking advantage of curbside pickups or buy online, pick up at store or ship from store. This is then diversifying the modes that shippers previously focus on. So, you know, adding more LTL and parcel volume. It also expands the type of lanes they're moving. So more direct store delivery. Uh, so visibility needs to account for this new norm. And this means having multimodal support and all that information consolidated into one view across all modes. It means extending visibility to uh, who typically didn't have access, such as your end customer, your store managers, your merchandisers, uh, anything that you know, we ensure that a retailer can save the sale. And it means supplying real-time visibility to planning systems so that they can better forecast. So for example, when inventory is in transit, if it isn't gonna make its delivery to the DC, how do we reallocate that demand in real time versus waiting until the inventory arrives? So again, not an easy problem to solve, but I think the tools are out there for shippers to start, you know, looking into and taking advantage of. Okay, thanks, Greg. What do you expect? Yeah, that, that's good stuff, Nimish. Uh, you know, I, I'd probably say that you know, if we look at what's been happening over the last mo eight months or so, you know, more holistically, I, I'd say there will need to be a rationalization as it relates to corporate margin and returning the profitability. So to me, that means, you know, just more critical analysis of the logistics operations and costs, uh, you know, maybe controversial to say, but not all customers are good customers and not all shipments are profitable, right? So, you know, we may see uh, supply and demand imbalances, you know, continue. We may see rates change you know, what will likely result is a need to be even more critical of our everyday logistics decisions. Uh, and that includes, you know, things like core carrier programs and, and commitments we're making and just the general cost to serve our customers. And, you know, I expect companies, both transportation and procurement teams included, to really, you know, better use historical data to scrutinize the metrics uh, including order patterns, including landed costs, uh, you know, reassessing routes, whether they be static or dynamic, you know, new and different ways to contract uh, rates and capacity. I think the list goes on, but, you know, generally speaking, it's going to result in just a reshaping of operations after this, uh, this year. Uh, anything that can be done to mitigate cost and risk and just to ensure optimal logistics execution gets sort of put back in place after the change that, that we've seen, uh, that's going to be the priority. Well, Greg and Nimesh, that's all the time we have for today. I appreciate you guys providing us with some insight into the value of visibility and its relationship to optimization. It will be interesting to see who of the industry leaders out there begin to push into the yard and the digitization of the process in order to maintain an advantage on their competition. Thank you guys both for being on the podcast. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris.